Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. I am, I'll use the same line Ezra uses when, he's, when I'm not here. I'm excited that Ezra is not here because I can banter him as much as I, I want. So we are excited. Uh, I mean, this is a different episode. It's a different kind of thing we're doing today. Uh, I don't know if the camera is cut, but we have, we have a, a very interesting podcast today. We're going to talk about what football was growing up and we'll dive into a few aspects of it so let me bring in my guests this morning man 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 where do we start we'll start with their names and then uh if you ever played football <laughs> scratch that so give us a name and then we can jump into this uh, my name is lloyd kelly lloyd kelly uh my name is jared or you know uh, popularly known as shadi all right and uh, i'm uh paul Ovani. i'm an analyst and I'm um, uh, Shem Oino, um, or Gala, if you like. Um, I am Bethwell Okoth, also known as Bethu. All right. Sounds good. So, my friends, let's jump into this. So, uh, growing up, we, we've either played f- uh, football, we call it football, call, they call it soccer here. We either played soccer, played football, known someone who played soccer, or played ourselves, right? So... And, and coming to this country, we are immigrants, obviously. Coming to this country, it's not a lot of, of, of football going around. And, and much of it as a culture for us was, it's either a, a sport that brings people together, it's a sport that brings communities together. And we're in the era of the World Cup right now. We're just, uh, as we are recording this, uh, Lloyd's team is being mauled. <laughs> Qatar is being, <laughs> Qatar is being mauled right now. <laughs> so, like, but but football has been what football has been a big thing in in our lives. I, I think so. Lloyd, what what's football been for you growing up? Bet you ever played, known someone who played, watched it. You as a fan, what was it for you then? I think you said it best. Like football is what brought us together, right? And I think even after living here for so many years, we still gravitate around football. Like mm-hmm. Our conversations, we're all in a group where we just talk about football. Right? Yeah. And so it's that one thing that kind of unites me. And I, I grew up as an only child, so I always waited for the sun to come out and then get out and play football with friends because yeah. that's just how I interacted. Those were my siblings. So for me, it's just the one thing that just unites everyone. Yeah, yeah. Shadi, what about you, man? I mean, similarly, it's... Uh that, uh, that thing that brings us together, um, that thing that uh, when you are uh, around people with a common purpose, in this case soccer, football. So it's uh, that thing that uh, uh, enables us as mm-hmm. individuals to come together for, uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a common way in which we can relate. Yeah. You know, we... There's a lot that goes in the in the world in our lives that we deal with in in daily lives, but there's one thing that will happen in the soccer world that we will communicate, and all of us come together and and, and uh, talk about it. Yeah, you know, it pulls you out of your 
everyday life mm-hmm. stress reliever mm-hmm. so camaraderie so that's that's the big thing about soccer and uh growing up uh, is the one thing that all of us growing up in you know in our in our um, home environments is the unifier is the thing that is universal in all of us even miles from home mm-hmm. it's it's yeah it's it, it's a language that everybody speaks that everybody, everybody speaks, speaks. Yeah. i know we used to fights used to be solved yeah. on the <laughs> on the pitch right and not necessarily punches yeah. but hey your team is playing against mine we have a beef we have beef we go there we if i beat you we are good we are square you know so it was a language everybody spoke what about you paul uh to me uh growing up uh I never played anything serious but uh I love soccer. It's uh, a universal language. Uh I love the moments that it brings. Sometimes you might not win you know everything at the end of the tunnel but uh I enjoy the moments. Mm-hmm. And uh to us it's uh this one thing that connects us as Kama boys and uh that is our right cherish most. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Man, we are not we are not enjoying the fact that Arsenal is on top of the league, man. <laughs> and that's why I say enjoy the moments, man. I tell you, if they I don't know about you guys. I know you are United fan, Liverpool, uh United, United. I don't know if Arsenal wins, my friends. I don't know where <laughs> Where we're going to hide but I, as, as, I, I say as, as long as it's not City or Liverpool I might Shem <laughs> <laughs> what about you Shem you know I think for me just not even uh, growing up just even now like it, it teaches us discipline mm-hmm. it, teaches, it teaches us how to follow rules while having fun yeah. because nobody questions um, when you go to the pitch nobody questions the rules the ref is the ultimate mm-hmm. the ultimate you know, yeah you have to rule enforcer yeah and so growing up it just teaches us that discipline and then also people come together that you don't know you know it's the great unifier like you say like you would go to a certain nest state in Kenya mm-hmm. where we used to play and meet people you don't know but still have fun and at the end of the day shake your hands and you know say you know welcome to the team and yeah. welcome to the league yeah yeah so it's just for me it's just one of those things you bring up an important point yeah. which which I should have also mentioned because during summer's days uh we we also it's it's the one way for some of us who not necessarily uh have the time or the pleasure of working out but we have the pleasure of soccer mm-hmm. that enable us to yeah work yeah, out yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, get, get our exercise in and just do things that we don't normally do on a daily basis so mm-hmm. i mean yeah, bring up a good point bro yep yep you might want to hand the mic to bethel see what 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 he has to say about about that yeah same question same question yeah um for me soccer has been um uh, i must say that i i don't play soccer that much uh but i used to play when i was young mm-hmm. until at one point <laughs> I had an, a big injury. Okay. And then I stopped playing soccer. Yeah. Um, so currently I'm just a fan. I watch I watch soccer and uh, I enjoy spending time with my friends mm-hmm. just watching soccer. And um I must say that uh, soccer is a unifying factor for the families too. Yeah. Um you know some some people for example I have a family that all of them watch soccer including mm-hmm. the mother. Everyone yeah. just watch soccer and they all have different teams and uh and it's fun just sitting down and discussing soccer yeah it's, it's fun as a family yeah, yeah yeah you know you know one 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 thing too that i i remember is you know when you were growing up right and i, I want you guys to think of some funny stories you have you've had with 
back back home i remember um i remember or just saying that okay the question i'm asking is here in this culture they they um they emphasize the issue of sports and arts right but in back home in kenya it wasn't like if you wanted to play i know you guys played and your, your dad played too and i know when if you said okay i want to if you woke up one evening one morning and said i'm i don't want to go to school i want to play soccer walk me through that <laughs> walk me through that anybody I, I, I think to me um if you have the talent mm-hmm. and, uh, there's uh, nothing wrong with that one but come me i knew like i didn't have the talent to play yeah you know like anything serious but then i used to play like you know the pickup games mm-hmm. and uh, i was okay and content with that mm-hmm. but then i had friends who were like who had an amazing talent and uh their parents like you know they tried to put uh, more emphasis into that but for me like uh, i knew i had no talent and uh my parents were okay with that so no big deal mm-hmm. yeah okay Uh, you bring up a very interesting uh, uh, <laughs> uh, topic for uh, for us because most of us, my my eldest brother actually played a prof- uh, semi-professional soccer in the Kenyan league. Yeah, and he was very good at at soccer, but my dad didn't want any of it. So as much as we uh, I want to say, I want to say also I, I I had some level of talent to play because I at some level I represented my primary school uh at uh, in high school I played you know I played some soccer and some sports other sports as well but soccer mainly but uh my parents always emphasized education mm-hmm. not soccer mm-hmm. yeah so from that standpoint we it was always a cat and mouse game where you never said that you're going to play soccer and even in high school when you're in a team uh, perhaps and you have to communicate to your parents that maybe you're going for a trip somewhere or you're going for an, an outing somewhere where you want them to support you i never mentioned it so that level of support wasn't there so in terms of either playing some level of professional soccer uh, sport or anything we would never have had it in our home yeah and my brother can attest to that as well so so disadvantage yeah so do, do you guys think that it would be different i mean i see um like the the, the french football team right most i think i don't i don't i don't but maybe most of them are coming from and from the, from africa right they have african origins do you think that if for say our parents let us play doesn't have to be soccer any sport would would it, it would have made a big difference in what talent africa has right because think about if all emphasize on art and they do it in kenya they do it now the cbc and all the emphasis on art but would it have would it have made a big difference if parents would allow their kids to develop whatever talent they have, they want i think it would um i think every uh, uh career choice begins mm-hmm. with a dream yeah you know um we were i feel like we were uh, limited to how much we can dream or how far we can dream just because our parents thought that the only way and the only way to be successful in life within that environment that we were we were in is through education and mm-hmm. education only books yeah you know if there was um, a class called soccer then it would make more sense our parents would support mm-hmm. it more mm-hmm. but 
even even in school sport was just taken as something like on the side extracurricular you know, it's an extracurricular yeah. activity yeah. and so if you don't invest much in that dream even the people who are supposed to come out of that dream are not able to dream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're supposed to emerge out of that dream i should say are not able to dream and so for us i mean i i couldn't dream of becoming a soccer player i mean it was unimaginable mm-hmm. you know yet my dad himself he played for the uh, kenya police mm-hmm. you know when professionally i should say yeah should i say semi professionally he he played and so you would think that he would craft that vision for me yeah. or, or for us because some of us had talent in our in our, mm-hmm. in our home so right. i just think it's how far that uh, uh, vision vision yeah. was was cast or was uh, was limited that dictated how how we ended up in the you know in our various uh, right talents mm-hmm. and gifts that we had and and to him when he when he uh, when to him playing was maybe a means of livelihood he was trying to make money to raise you guys so and for him to think that or maybe he struggled doing that so he's, I'm just putting myself in issues saying that oh, if my kid goes this way he probably will not feed him feed his kids the way you know so probably he's thinking yeah. this is not the right way to I mean you could do better so, yeah. you know so, yeah if I can add into that, I think our parents, so what they did is, um, I can say like, you know, they applied at the law of averages, whereby they saw more success mm-hmm. on the kids who have gone to school than the kids who have uh, put more effort on sports. Yeah. So I think that is why they were focusing more like, hey, you know, do good on your schoolwork, you'll be more successful. Because I've seen so many families who have gone to school, they're more successful than the ones who have, like, you know, been playing sports mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted also to, to, your, to your question whether uh, if our parents put emphasis on, on, on so- soccer, we would have been more talented, more successful uh, nationally in terms of uh, soccer or sports as a whole. But I think the biggest barrier to it as well, and you kind of alluded to it, mm-hmm. the biggest barrier was the economics of sport as a whole. Yeah. Soccer in, let me say just Kenya for now, didn't pay at all. Mm-hmm. Even the even the Kenyan league right now. I have a nephew mm-hmm. who plays in the Kenyan league, and he still struggles yeah. to buy equipment, to buy boots, to buy mm-hmm. you know, gloves. Yeah. he's a keeper. Yeah, mm-hmm. teams don't provide that. Yeah. So if you're talking from the <coughs> economics of it and how successful you'll be getting a career in soccer, mm-hmm. that is the biggest uh, that's the biggest limitation Asia, factor. Right yeah. The economics, there is the corruption involved right. in it as the well. Governor, so the governance of <laughs> this governance is, is, is so poor that there is no path to where, you, you know, there's no clear path. There's, there's a path only few have been able to get. Wanyama mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, Kinolunga, they've, they've managed to get to that level. But that's not for, for many of us. Maybe now there's a little bit more exposure mm-hmm. to the talent pool that we have. But back when we were growing up, there was no clear path. And and yeah, and that and I think was it a couple of months ago Kenya was banned from FIFA was that of playing, right? Yeah. This is 2020 2021. In 2020s, I mean that's not you didn't expect that. So now coming here <laughs> to this country. What are you, what now based on the basis on the facts that we've had from from back home. What have you guys seen here now? And if you have kids, right? How would you 
sell that art or emphasize that if you if you choose to if you want to go your parents way that's fine but then coming to this country sports and culture sports art what's that what what can, what, what can you guys say about that i mean i can chime in on that i think there's a lot more exposure here mm -hmm. we can see kind of where you can end up at right and i think even going back a little bit if you think about like where we came from i think our parents in that generation were only like wired one this you need to go to school so mm -hmm. you can succeed. These other things don't really matter because at that time you didn't see Africans playing in these other leagues. Like there wasn't, mm -hmm. those paths were not there at this point. Like that, that didn't happen. So the only way out was for you to succeed, you have to go to school. But I think here there's a lot more exposure. There's a lot more opportunities. And then we nurture our kids from a very, very young age, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. you might not be super talented, but for me as a parent, I will invest in you. So you will see like, my five-year-old, he's already going to like a basketball camp, right? So that's something that he grows up knowing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm learning everything, the ins and out of the game. They might not be as talented, but they know how to get around the game. Yeah. Right? They know yeah. everything about the game. Yeah. And who knows where that's going to lead them to. Like, they don't necessarily have to play, but could they go? Could they, oh, they don't have to go play professionally, but could they play some college ball a little bit and maybe be a coach somewhere mm -hmm. and have you know a livelihood? Because, again... That's something that they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I think here we nurture a lot, you know, at a very, very young age. Whereas it's probably even at home, I think we're still struggling with yeah. that. But here there's like opportunities and we can see what happens and we're pushing our kids to try different things and actually do things that you enjoy because again, in in a country I'll use Kenya as an example, you have fifty plus million, you know, not all of us are gonna be doctors, not all of us are gonna be teachers, not all of us are gonna be engineers. There's all these other things, and I think we're starting to see, like, hey, there's actually money being made in arts, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. people, yeah. are making, people are living very, very well, and they never went to school for any of these, you know, yeah. you know STEM courses. So I think here, yeah, that's the biggest difference. Yeah. And, and uh, just to add a, a little bit, I, you know, during the summer, like my brother mentioned, you know, we play uh, a recreational league. You know, one thing I came to, to find out is that when we go to the uh, next level, the playoffs, and you advance, maybe you play one game, you win, you advance to the semifinal, and you advance to the final. There's actually scouts that come mm -hmm. to that game to watch you guys play. And you think about it, you're like, this is not something that I had to go through a university system in order for a scout to look at me and say, this guy's really talented. Can we try him out in the Minnesota United? Mm -hmm. So to, to me, that tells me, you know, Anybody, anywhere can be anything that they want to be, you, and you just have to put your mind to it. Mm -hmm. So there's, like you said, there's channels, there's, there's, there's opportunity, and, and you know, if, if you place yourself right, you will be seen, you will be given the chance to flourish. There's a chance. There's yeah. a chance. If yeah. someone sees you, there's a, the other chance. I think that's the, the word, there's a chance. You get a chance. You get an opportunity to show what, yeah. your, what, what your talent is. And you don't have to have money to know someone exactly. yeah right you know, you yeah to, yeah you know it's just showcase what you got mm -hmm. yeah. and someone will pick you up and tell you and, and give you a chance hey if I, may ask, um, I just wanted to say the the exposure that we get here i know lloyd already mentioned something about nurturing the kids at a younger age mm -hmm. i feel like um we, we give the kids an opportunity to understand the game in a in a the mindset behind soccer. Like it's mm -hmm. not more about the physical playing, mm -hmm. but also how, how can you play smart mm -hmm. in order to score? Because yeah. um, 
for example, some of us who grew up in Kenya, I feel like um, maybe we were not taught how to play tech, what do you call it, technical games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, it wasn't so organized. No. It wasn't organized mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, so you, you, you're playing physically, but you really don't understand, you know, how can I play this to make right. sure that, you know, one section actually plays better than the other, and, and this is how you score and win the games, rather than, you know, how do I show my Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to say something about, you know, it's good to go back to where we came from. Um, if you think about how hard was it for us to play soccer, you know, not having the equipment that, you know, Shadi mentioned, you know, making your own ball from, you know, bags, <laughs> plastic, bags, plastic, bags, plastic bags, bags, and, and size ropes. Yeah, I mean, some of us had to wake up six in the morning just to make sure you have a ball. You know, and make it. And by the end of the day, somebody with long toenails already. Let's <laughs> 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 oh, so, You know, every day you're also developing something for yourself. Yeah. So it's a uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's so it, it's a good opportunity that mm-hmm. right now you are able to go get uh, a ball from the shop for your kid. Right. And so they can play and they don't have to deal with all these other things. Yeah. You, know, you already have it. Right. So I think. Football teaches a lot of some concepts. Um, I coach my kids, they, they play U7 and U5. So there's concepts and before you coach, you have to take these classes. USA has, you know, you have to take these classes. And they don't, when you go there, I was looking, so how, what, what, what tactics can I use? But more, that's not what you get there. You get, you're taught discipline, mm-hmm. okay? Self-esteem, mm-hmm. that's what you need to instill in these kids, self-esteem, discipline, uh, problem solving. You know, those are the things they teach you. So I think, uh, I think we're not bashing our parents, but I think there's, uh, there's that lack of knowledge that they probably didn't have that was shown. Now, let's, let's, let's make it lighter a little bit. What are some of the, before we get into football as a coping mechanism, I mean, we've seen a lot of Arsenal supporters in the past <laughs> uh, struggling with, you know, coping, you know. Uh, Right, yeah. And I think it's right enough. We'll, 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 yeah. bef- before the end of this part, I think we'll take about 15 minutes and talk about the Premier League. Give, okay, give, okay. We, we, we give you that, that yeah. chance. That's but fine. football, what are some of the stories or the rules? Let me say the rules of football growing up. For me, I know the one, one I can remember was whoever made the ball, Owns the game, is the referee, is the coach, is <laughs> the he gets to pick whoever is it. What what are some of the other funny rules you guys remember? <laughs> or oh, you made? <laughs> uh, yeah, old man. It's uh, a long time ago, man. And yeah, whoever yeah. made the ball can have a handball. Yes, he can. He can break the rules. I remember, I remember one rule. The weakest players in the team get to pick the teams. Yeah. <laughs> so two of the weakest players that that was one that was one strategy. The yeah. other strategy was a, a four line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you go like and yeah then you one, one two and then, one, you, all and then you all line up. You all line up. <laughs> yeah. Every usually, other. It, it, but yeah. that usually people people used to cheat on that as yeah. well because yeah. you know if, you know who you're gonna line yourself yeah. with. So right. Because gonna be with Lloyd. if I know if I know I wanna be with Lloyd, <laughs> yeah. I'll go and follow you. So you go. What else? What else? Another one is like you know the keeper. You have to save the ball with your feet and your everything. Ball kikuja lazima. And an amigo and your everything. So yeah, you have to your whole body is yeah. <laughs> others were out of necessity. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we we never we never had like real posts, 
right yeah uh, yeah yeah so we had we used to use uh, shoes you go get rocks yes yeah, rocks for, for the post you can move so the that, post so that yes. rock you had to you had to be imaginative to to know where where is the where is the where is the post yeah where is the post if the if the ball goes over this over the rock you know it hit the post yeah that's that's like you used to call it oh, what, what do you call it over over <laughs> over the rock so that's not a goal and then it was just arbitrary if the if you shoot if you shoot the ball and it goes high mm-hmm. if the keeper can't reach it it's that's over high. that's, that's high. over <laughs> yeah so so it usually, uh, usually you have to be imaginative so yeah. that's that's the other good thing about how we grew up I, with it yeah just had to be imaginative with it i, well. I remember because injury time injury exactly. time yeah. did not mean extra time injury time meant you'd start hammering each other exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's the physical part that's yeah. the physical part you know and there was this there was always this one guy who was the the the, the tallest the strongest yeah. uh-huh. when you started playing injury time you all leave mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you are the one that owns the ball yeah. <laughs> you, you can go you, you can you know if you if the guy that's taller that's doing injury time is is not the one that owns the ball and you own the ball you forget about it yeah. and tomorrow and, and, and i don't yeah. care i don't care where you played anywhere but everywhere there is there was usually one guy who was <laughs> so ultra compa- competitive yeah. <laughs> so his rules will always go i think yeah. that was you shy we knew we knew what the rules I always see that one even now they how much has changed there's always those players who thought they knew everything exactly yeah. mm-hmm. exactly you know, and i don't know maybe they used to intimidate all the other players we just used to let them have their way yeah yeah the people they had TVs man yeah. and they had yeah. the yeah. and they would tell you they'll come back report to you like yeah. this is how it is yeah. and i can remember a lot of kids who because of that mm-hmm. they stopped playing mm-hmm. you know because there's this kid who maybe ultra competitive yeah. or doesn't like to lose or stamp or they yeah. make the rules that don't favor the, the kid that they won't come and play yeah. and that's it you know? I, have, I have i have one one question that um i want uh, i'm interested to find out from from all of you guys mm-hmm. what got you started what got you interested in soccer watching how playing did, or anything start? Yeah. Is, is there a is there a particular tournament is there a particular person is it people in, in your neighborhood that you know that got you started and liking the teams that you like whether it's uh, is yeah. uh, whether it's a club or a, mm-hmm. or a country I, i'll go first i, I remember olympics yeah. olympics i can't remember i think i was i was still in primary school mm-hmm. so you know olympics they have this the, the soccer section and then Nigeria was playing Brazil in the final for the gold medal. Yeah. Olympics, yeah, 96. Yeah, yeah somewhere there, right? That was I think I was in 7th grade or something. So and the game was coming like at night, you know, past midnight. My dad wanted to watch, my other brothers were in high school. So it was just me and him. So I knew Brazil. Brazil I think they had already won four times of mm-hmm. four times by that by then. So I knew Brazil was the team. I never used to watch soccer, so I knew Brazil was the team to support. So but I didn't tell my dad that. So so I I I was cuz I was in 6th or 7th grade I slept I told him wake me up when the game starts <laughs> so he did yep. but I didn't tell him what I who I supported mm-hmm. Niger, Niger, Nigeria went on to lose mm-hmm. again so I said yeah I told him I was I was I was supporting Brazil yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got so disappointed <laughs> so I'm okay yeah there's so for me that cemented the, the okay there's fans there's there's this so that's when I think I started watching uh watching football Yeah and Brazil since then were not there's the issue of Ronaldo but then yeah that's when i remember i started watching football yeah. 
Um, for me, again, I, I I mentioned earlier that I had a major injury. That's how I stopped playing soccer. But um, my my childhood was a little different. Um, my parents were okay with us playing soccer, but you know, I always got in trouble because by the time I was getting home, um, <laughs> it was late in the night. I had not showered. <laughs> I had to go take a shower. I'm dirty. You know, you get in trouble. You have lost your sandals playing. Yeah, yeah. So you're always in trouble for other things other than playing soccer. So, um, so I played soccer until um, I was 12. And um, at that point, I remember I had somebody hit me with a ball on the head really hard. And, uh, you know, I... I, you know, I, I, I hurt myself and I kind of lost consciousness for a little bit. And since then, I just stopped playing soccer. So until now, I can't say I'm a pro at playing soccer. And don't blame me why I'm not interested in playing soccer. That's the reason. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, so coming down to, I think I started developing interest into uh, Premier League um, when I was around... 18, 19 there, and I became more interested, I, I think, when I, I moved to, to, to the United States, which was, and I, I'll, I'll say for the most part, is because I was bored. Um, so again, I watch it, I enjoy it, but I'm not too deep into it. It doesn't, it doesn't stress me up if I lose, let me say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't lose sleep. Um, for me, it's interesting, I want to hear how my brother answers this question, because he was part of how I started liking uh, watching soccer, professional soccer, I'd say. But before him, uh, of course, growing I was the last one in my family, so my brothers influenced me, obviously. They would go out and play, and you know, I would watch them play, because where we used to live, it was, it was, um, there was a field right in the middle of the, <laughs> the estate there, and, and all the kids used to wake up and play, and that's how I got into it. But... Oh, I started watching professional football. You know, my brother just came one day and started distributing teams. He said, oh, from now on, you're, you're supporting Manchester. From now on, you're supporting Chelsea. I didn't know what he meant. I know he wishes he picked Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how I ended up just liking. So it was competitive. Every time Manchester played, Liverpool played, he liked Liverpool. Liverpool played, it was always that rivalry. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got into it. And interestingly enough, I don't know how... He knew this, but he also knew other leagues. He would come and say, you're Bayern Munich, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. He would go, oh, you're, you're Real Madrid, you're this and that. So we each have our teams in every league. And I don't know how he, he ended up liking those teams or knowing those teams even exist. Mm -hmm. But he was a big influence to <laughs> how he began watching those teams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, uh, growing up, uh, I think uh, every boy or every young man, you know, they love soccer one way or another. So I used to love soccer. You came this one man, the number 14, the Arsenal legend, Thierry Henry. <laughs> um, when I saw him playing, that is at the time um, I fell in love with soccer, like way, way, way deep. So to me, I was a fan growing up. But then uh, when I saw Henry playing, that was like, you know, this is it, man. I'm going to support, you know, Arsenal because he plays for Arsenal. And uh, he's the one that, like, you know, put me closer to the game so just one man man tt yeah yeah no respect man yeah yeah like you said i was uh soccer is a is the is the game of 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 the of the hood mm -hmm. that's you know yeah. everybody played mm -hmm. soccer it wasn't organized wasn't anything 
but actually for me, uh, we used to play. I, I never used to know these professional leagues, like my brother said, but uh, this, this one time, I could either play keeper or striker. Most of the time I was, I was keeper because I was good at it. I never liked it, but people said I was good at it. Mm-hmm. This, this one guy, I don't know if you remember, this guy we used to call Akala. <laughs> so he came and he knew I was good at soccer, so at, at, uh, at keeper. So he gave me a name. So there's a few of us who are playing uh, keepers. So he gave me a name. He said, you will be Bruce Grobler. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you will be so-and-so. <laughs> so I'm like, who's this Bruce Grobler? Mm-hmm. So he, I started doing my research and I knew Bruce Grobler was a keeper who played for Liverpool. Wait, you did research as a young boy? No, like... like the internet? <laughs> no, he used to go to the... He used to go to the... You know the stage where the, they the sold the newspapers? Oh. Yeah. So that's why we used to we used to look at the at the leagues who's on yes, top, okay. yeah, and those games were being played like a couple of days before. The day before. <laughs> so you, you're getting in for later. I'm getting in for later. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, Bruce Grobler, Liverpool is a good yeah. for Liverpool. Okay, I pick Liverpool. And those days in the late '80s, yeah, yeah. I'm giving myself away in age-wise, but <laughs> you have to go there. Late '80s, '90s, mm-hmm. actually, 1990, Liverpool won the league. The last time they won the league. The last then, time they won. Then, then, then. then, yeah. So that's why I'm like, yeah, Liverpool's a good mm-hmm. team, so I'll, I'll start watching Liverpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To what my brother saying that I, I used to know different teams, that's why I kind of picked up different teams, different leagues, because I used to read the newspaper, I see, okay, the German league, there's Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. FC Cologne, those days. FC Frankfurt. Frankfurt, yeah. 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 Uh, those days, they were, uh, Tony Yeboah and all, all those Yeah, and uh, Okocha was, was yeah, there, Okocha, right? Okocha, yeah. Yep. Uh, Italy, Italian mm-hmm. league, AC Milan, Juventus. No, so that's when I started, you know, reading more into it and yeah. knowing more about soccer, European soccer. That's why I got into it. So by the time I'm coming to having that conversation with him, mm. I have all that information. <laughs> okay. I can distribute. So that's how and now it became competitive now. Yeah. Every one of us in our family had a team. And every time we watch, it was passionate because all of us were competitive in that in in that manner. So that's how I got started yeah. into it, and yeah. that's how I got started into into watching now the English league and mm-hmm. all all the other leagues. So yeah, yeah. Mr. Lloyd, my, my mine is a little bit different. How I ended up being a Manchester United fan. <laughs> so <laughs> you know how we used to get new clothes for Christmas. Yeah. Right. So one year, a mom buys me a kit for my new and my cousin. Mm-hmm. So. Like, yeah, we're walking around the neighborhood and like, that's our team. And that's always just been our team because we got those kids as young kids. Uh, But I think soccer was just always around. Like, you grow up, that's the only, that's a game that was a constant. Like, some different games had different seasons, but like, every time you would just play soccer. So, you know, so it kind of instilled. Exactly. It was just instilled in you. So, you just grew up knowing about soccer. But I think I took an interest more around um, the 98 World Cup. That's kind of where, like, starting to really know, like, who's who. Um, and we had, uh, and, uh, and I'll just say, we had traveled somewhere, and really there was that excitement about soccer. Like, I got to see it in, like, in a different element, and so that got me really, really interested at that point. And then, like, but I don't have, I won't say I have, like, I lose sleep over it, because I know there's people that lose sleep. I'm not going to mention any yeah. names. It might be, yeah, yeah, they, might, they might be on the top of the no, table right now. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so for me, it's, I just, I get excited about it. Yeah, I think no. even, even if I, if I, I think we were having this conversation yesterday, like, mm-hmm. 
even if you move like even to like American football, like I'm more now excited. Like I have an allegiance to a team, mm-hmm. but I'm really excited about like watching different players, like the yeah, quarterbacks yeah, that we have right yeah, now. Like it's right. very very exciting just to see what these young kids, these young yeah, guys are yeah, doing yeah. for the game, and they're changing the game. Right, so. Yeah. Even with soccer, I think I've just kind of evolved over time. You see, like, how the game is being played. I think, Galay, you mentioned it before, like, you get to see the technical side of things. It's not just about your might right. and physical. Like, right. now, like, what's the brain's behind yeah. it? How yeah. do we move yeah. this and this and this? Get right. Right on, so. All right. Going into the last 10 minutes, I think, let's let's talk about the... the so, in, <laughs> in part two, we'll talk about uh, coping, coping uh, football as a coping skill. Because mm-hmm. I know, it's sad to say that, um, and this is not a... Uh, uh, a jibe to uh, to Arsenal fans, but not even Arsenal. Most teams in Kenya or even in the world, there's people that um, support soccer and are super fan fanatics. Mm-hmm. But when their team loses, they you know their mental health kicks into place. And you know we've had stories of people committing suicide, and you know not handling that. And also um, as a coping skill, you know people struggle with other things. But when they come to watching uh, soccer, I mean it. We'll talk about that and bring it home and what, what is it as a coping skill. Well, let's take 10 minutes to talk about the Premier League. Is that fair enough? Top of the league, man. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, do you think Arsenal will go all the way? Uh, I'll say yes or no at the same time because mm-hmm. um, the league, when the Premier League, it's way competitive. Yeah. So you cannot bank on uh, just uh, you know, a few games. But then uh, what I said at the moment is that um, for me, I enjoy the moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soccer fans, I think that is uh, what we do. Like um, whether it's, uh, you know, a single game whereby like uh, France, whereby, you know, Senegal is, uh, you know, defeating France. You know, we enjoy that moment. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, um, you know, Zidane, you know, headbutting somebody, you know, we enjoy, we enjoy that the single moment. moment. Yeah. Whether it's, uh, you know, 2010, like, you know, Shabalala, you know, scoring that, you know, amazing goal at the opening game. We enjoyed that moment. And uh, for me, I'm just enjoying that moment of being on top of the league. Whether we win or not, I don't know. You're just keeping your heart safe, man. No, yeah, but for now, yeah, we understand. No, 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 no. We understand you're keeping for your... For now, yeah. I'm just enjoying the moments, and mm-hmm. that is what I do. Like, you know, even for the World Cup, like, you know, the team that I'm supporting, whether they win or not, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, you right. know, for any game that they play... I'm going to enjoy that moment. Enjoy the moment. Yeah. What's wrong with Liverpool, man? Uh, <sighs> or what's going wrong with Liverpool? No, there's a couple of things with Liverpool. And I'm going to mention, before I, 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 I venture into Liverpool, let me just say one thing about can Arsenal win yeah. the league. Two things to say about that is being a Liverpool fan, coming through the era, the barren era, uh, the barren era where we were not winning anything, then mm-hmm. Klopp comes in. Yeah. Whatever you said about enjoying the moments, mm-hmm. this one thing I never used to understand when national people say, uh, as in Wenger, we trust. Yeah. So there's the same thing in Liverpool where we say in Klopp, we trust. Mm-hmm. So there's those things that, you know, they're more philosophical, but it, they, they, they kind of make sense. Winning that league, uh, you should enjoy the journey yeah. there. Whether you make it or not, it's a different question. It's a different question, but yeah. enjoy the journey. Those little victories or losses, and then you come back, mm-hmm. they're part of the process. Whether we win it or not, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. just enjoy that journey. Yeah. To the question where whether Arsenal can win the league, come on, Leicester won the league. Yeah. 
Yeah. Leicester yeah. won the league. Yeah. Not that sinking. So if but this Leicester, is Arsenal, man. No. <laughs> Leicester could win the league. Anything can win. Any big club. Yeah, but it's Any team can win the league. So Arsenal can win the league. Especially during this season where Liverpool has uh, They can. Them. Anything yeah, can. Anything can. Are they going to will win they, Will Paris? they win the league? This is a perfect oh, season because yeah. Yeah. Liverpool have a downturn. Manu is not back to the top. Still transitioning. Yep. In tra- still in transition. Yeah. City are losing games where, where we, which they normally wouldn't mm-hmm. lose. Yeah. yeah. So they're five points ahead. Yeah. yeah. Going into going into Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So if, if, if there's an opportunity to be had, it is now. But I was I was talking to him. He said before you go on. He said it is still City's title to lose. Always, if, if, mm-hmm. even us when you are in Liverpool, yeah, you are competing on, on with. Paper, yeah, on yeah. paper, it's City, man. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you know. Can Arsenal win? Okay, the question is like, can Arsenal win? Yes, they can. Are they going to win? Who's the favorite? That's what. You yeah, that's say. another thing. Yeah, yeah. City, City, because City, yeah. you know they have a deep squad. Right, right. But then uh, Arsenal, whether they're going to win it or not, I don't know. But we are going to enjoy the moment of. Being on top yeah. of the league. Enjoy the journey. Exactly. That's what we can say. For I now. think that's about the time we had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You asked me about Liverpool. Yes. I, I think there's two things going on with Liverpool. Actually, the uh, the first thing is the hangover from last year. I think mm-hmm. yeah. the hangover yeah. from last year. They played every single game of the season that could be played, and they ended up not winning. The two, they won two trophies, but the two most important ones that maybe perhaps most Liverpool fans coveted it was either the Premier League or the, or the Champions League. The Champions League, we lost. And there's, there's a level of fatigue, I would say, mm-hmm. but also the team is aging. And we have to accept it, especially our midfield. If at this time of, or, 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 in this Premier League, the way it is set up right now with all the teams and you know, all, the, all the teams that are spending, mm-hmm. we are still starting at times midline midfield. Yeah, uh, yeah. All our midfield is over 30 years old. Klopp's engine is always the midfield, and that's the that's the part of the, of the of the setup that kind of drives mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So from that standpoint, uh, you can see if transitions don't don't really we don't handle transition very well. When we have the ball and we are attacking, yeah, we we seem to be yeah. in control. But lose that ball, midfield doesn't cover. Mm-hmm. And you know the the way uh, Liverpool is set up to play on the front foot. If they lose that ball and the midfield cannot cannot help the defense, that's why you see big gaps and balls over the that's, top. That's when you see Van Van, yeah. Van Dijk running like a buffalo, <laughs> <laughs> like a bison. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think it's, yeah. it's it's a transition year for right, them as well. Yeah. So if they if they can at some point address the the midfield. Probably they have a chance. They have a chance, so you know. Next they, year, yeah. What do you think about the sale, the potential sale of Liverpool? Potential sale of Liverpool, man. Uh, FSG have done a, a wonderful job. I, you They're know, I go home with a fat check. Yeah, oh. I can't begrudge them. Yeah. I mean, if I was only if I own Liverpool and 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 I'm, I start to make a thousand percent profit. Why not? Why not? Business. It's is business. it the only team that doesn't have, hasn't recorded losses? I think in the past yes, three exactly. or five years. So they've they've been running the team in a self-sustaining manner. Mm-hmm. Do you and think they, from that standpoint, they yeah. they cannot compete with the likes of City, yeah. uh, Newcastle, Newcastle emerging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Manchester obviously have have they've a, always had <laughs> they have always had bank. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of competing with other teams, Chelsea, from Abramovich to Todd Bowley. Mm-hmm. 
who's another billionaire. Mm-hmm. So you can always finance the yeah. team. So you feel FSG are seeing that you know they they, they are hitting a ceiling, correct? Yeah. So they cannot compete with the with the with the best teams because yeah. their That's model true. is not is not competitive compared to the other models yeah. where yeah. The, the owner can mm-hmm. just can just bankroll team. Exactly. So. Cool. I, I think mean, if FSG should buy money, I think. No, yeah. no, I don't. I, I think <laughs> if, yeah, yeah, if I, I wouldn't mind if, if they stayed, because yeah. you know, I, I, I kind yeah. of enjoyed that model where you know it's, now. it's more organic. Mm-hmm. It's more organic the way they build teams. You know, it's it's through the sale of 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 uh, of star players, and then you kind of build from the build bottom. From there. Yeah. It's not. Uh, the bottom up. It's not, it's not, it's not <laughs> where you go and just splash on anybody and just bring it to the team. So, so that process has been enjoyable, even though it's not, it, it hasn't brought as much success, success. as we would have liked yeah. to. Mm-hmm. There's still that success, and even those small victories where you you kind of push City all the way, mm-hmm. that's also a, you know that's that's something I enjoy. Also. Yeah, nice. Getting from that level. We we do have to wrap up, but yeah. I think that uh, I think you have to say you want to say something to right or or not, but I think. What, what Liverpool does, or even any other team, mm. I think for, for, for what Liverpool does in the next two years, mm. if there's a slump in their progress, what they do after those two years, I think, will make a difference on whether they still remain sustained. Yeah. sustained. And for, for, for United, I mean, I think we our problem is not, it is management and the Glaciers and all that, but I think there's that player management that, that lacks in the team. You know, someone comes and says, okay, I'm bigger than the manager, and then, you know, there's those big names that need to be handled, which mm-hmm. someone like Ole didn't can't couldn't do it, you know. But he still brought the results. But there was that thing that was holding the whole team back. His player player management was not, and then we splashed what over a billion on <laughs> on players. So yeah, um, yeah. Let's that's where we. <laughs> so folks, this is, this was this was part part one. I think we'll we'll wrap up this and then. So yeah. It was just football today, just uh, talking about what it was for us. Um, like, share, subscribe. That was our time for this part one. Join us for part two. I'll be going into football as a coping skill and come bring it more serious on how we can help each other as men, you know, cope with this thing that comes uh, in our lives through football. So see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.